another episode of the So-Called Oreos podcast, the podcast where we discuss all the awkwardness, hardship, and hilarity that comes along with society labeling you white on the inside and black on the outside, also known as an Oreo. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Amari Pollard, here with... (laughs) We'll get this right one day. (laughs) One day. I'm Janae Price. And Rachel Fowler. Yes. Um, so a lot has been going on within the past couple weeks. How is everyone doing? You know, just living our lives. Hanging in there. Yeah. yeah. We were actually like before we did the intro and everything, we were having a conversation about just how we feel right now. And I think, you know, given given everything in the world, it's hard to be like I'm loving the world and life. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of like happy to be talking to you ladies. Mm-hmm. I'm all right. I feel yeah, we'll talk about it more in this episode and do future episodes on it. But yeah, you know, I feel like each week is just going to be like we're making the best of it, you know. Um, oh, man, my phone says poor connection. Sorry, guys. I hope it doesn't sound bad. If it does, just let me know. You sound fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, just uh, we just want to highlight, guys. Um, obviously, we're all virtual because of COVID uh, nineteen. Also, we would have been virtual because we live in different places. Um, but we just want to make sure you know that in case, like Kia said, anything sounds different um, since we're calling through Skype. So we apologize in advance if things start to ever sound a little off. Um, but again, we're doing what we can, working with what we got. Yeah, and we're talking about getting mics, too, so hopefully that helps with everything. As you were saying that, my dog started scratching my carpet, and I'm just like, why are you, why, why do you have to do that now? Uh, Like a child, man. That was like when I did the, um the episode with my sister her dog just decided to start barking and then wanted to be in my lap and whimper and I was like this ain't gonna work Bailey (laughs) I know I'm just like I feel like he's my my baby because he he like won't stay like away from me which is cute but then like this week he like threw up on my carpet at like 3 a.m and I'm just like I guess what it's like to be a mom That's like that viral clip of that um, anchor who is like recording in his basement, obviously because of COVID. And like the the cameraman was outside of his window, just like zoomed in on him. And then his golden retriever like goes up to the window to look. And this guy's talking about the weather. And then you see like a dog like. <laughs> and then they got the dog away the dog started hopping on the anchor as he was talking then the dog went back to the cameraman it was like the entire broadcast was just the dog being adorable and needy yes that's, Aww, that's cute. perfectly describes how a dog is throughout their life adorable and needy <laughs> see yeah seriously I don't think I'm a dog person like I like other people's dogs but I think I want a cat I want a like, I want a dog that acts like a cat, you know, that can, like, take care of itself and will come to you at certain points, but, like, knows when to come and not. Yeah. But and yeah. I think I want a cat that acts like a dog. A cat like, <laughs> and friendly and, like, wants to hang out with you more than the average cat, but at the mm-hmm. same time is hey, ho, I'm over you. I'm done. Like, I'm going to take a nap. So, you know. Bye. So, yeah. Yeah. 
I feel it. Okay, so to get into this episode, we're going to start off with Kia. Kia, this week in Black History, what's up? Yes, guys, this week in Black History, I'm going to be discussing the Tulsa race riot of 1921, which actually happened um, May 31st to June 1st, 1921. So during the Tulsa race massacre, also known as the Tulsa race riot, which occurred over 18 hours on May 31st to June 1st, 1921, a white mob attacked residents, homes, and businesses in the predominantly black Greenwood neighborhood of Tulsa, Oklahoma. The event remains one of the worst incidents of racial violence in the U.S. history and one of the least known. News reports were largely largely squelched despite the fact that hundreds of people were killed and thousands left homeless. Um, so obviously that relates to what's happening now. And I just thought that was so ironic that today's May 30th. Um, the race ride happened May 31st. Um, how many years? That's a hundred years guys. 1921. Mm-hmm. It's 2020. That's look at progress. Look at the progress. Right. And I just want to bring that up because it's like, I didn't really know much about that. Um, they didn't teach that in our school um and it's like we only hear about black people being violent black people looting black people doing this it's like white people attacked us they've attacked us for literally hundreds of years they've looted this country they stole this country this country was started on violence and i don't think it's fair to keep asking the press to do something when the oppressors have been doing stuff since the start of this country so next time people are talking about oh i don't understand why people are looting i don't think that's the right answer what's the right answer what what is the right answer give me one right answer because if y'all kneel for the flag now we're terrorists now we hate the country now we hate veterans for some reason like so i need people to like you know go on google type in some race riots and you will find that white people actually have been looting this country since the beginning of time and it's not fair i just don't think it's fair to constantly ask the press to keep being like the peaceful ones like if you are gonna kill if someone kills your entire family how are you expected to just like sit back and like relax like i think it's human nature to want to like retaliate and i don't think it's fair to like ask people to be peaceful when we've done that for so many years and it's not getting anywhere and people want to say that the riots don't get us anywhere they do they actually get media attention they actually get officials to do stuff just like they did in freddie gray just like the 1992 riots in la so people who want to say oh it doesn't do anything it actually does and it sucks that we have to come to that but that's actually what gets like government officials because you don't want your cities to burn down and it shouldn't even take that what you should do is just make sure these cops aren't killing people and then we want to have to riot so there's no solution to every problem so just don't come at black people and like ask them to keep being the ones to like make peace because it's just not going to happen anymore yeah right especially when the justice system has failed us numerous times Mm -hmm. and like we just can't sit back anymore and take all this right and also like let's not forget all the dumb shit white people have caused violence over like losing football games and baseball games they've burnt their cities for losing games we're burning down buildings and stuff which can be rebuilt um because we're tired of being oppressed for the how many 400 years 400 plus years um yeah it's like that target can be rebuilt that man's life isn't going to come back right like take several seats peeps take several seats 
And, and I'm seeing a lot of reports of actually white officers going undercover and causing civil unrest. Mm-hmm. That's those are a lot of the reports that I'm seeing. And in the media, people, people of color are still the ones being focused on as being violent. Oh, also, let's talk about the Stonewall riots. Um, how that led to uh, marriage equality. So again, with the whole like riots don't do anything, they do, and it's not just black people. It's actually every other like movement too. So yeah, and I'm not advocating for violence. I'm advocating for justice and action. And at this point, people are angry. People are upset. And honestly, old timey arguments that. Um, you know, black people need to be peaceful because white people already think of us as being um, violent and angry and over emotional. White people who think that are going to continue to think that whether you sit peacefully or whether you riot. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. Point blank, period. And also, why are we always forced to suppress our feelings? Humans have a range of emotions. So tired of suppressing my anger because I don't want to be the angry Black woman. So tired of trying to up my gentle appeal because I want people not to be threatened by me. No. Like, let us have a range of human emotions and actually be humans. You don't, you don't, and the problem is, like Janae had said earlier before our conversation, before we started recording is that you don't like it when we protest peacefully. You don't like it when we go out in the streets and make noise and do all this stuff because at the root of it, the problem is you just don't like us. So you're not going to, it doesn't matter what we do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. We could literally be sitting in the park and y'all would hate us still, just like that Karen did in, in uh, Central Park. Like y'all going to hate us anyway. It don't matter. And I don't care what you think about me. I care what God thinks about me. And that's, that's about it. Yeah. And this has happened time and time and time again. And this is why this is an issue. Police brutality is an issue because it is unarmed black people going about their day to day business and whether they cashed a check that bounced, whether they stole a Lucy from a store one time or whether I don't know, they were just going for a damn jog. That does not mean that it's okay for them to be brutally assaulted and murdered. You have mass by anything. You have mass murderers who are still alive in jail who were fed before they were taken into custody. Mm-hmm. And sure was. Went to a black church and shot up all those and people. Shot and shot up a whole bunch of people. Mm, okay. We already have a lot that we're going through, like, with this virus. And now we have to go through this. Like, we do, we, we do not... When are, when are we going to get a break? When are we going to get a break? Yeah. When is all this going to be resolved? And then it's like, if we want to even talk about the pandemic, it's like, if you want to look at the facts, like black people are the majority of the frontline workers, black people, are the majority of people in the essential workers that y'all are paying $8 an hour still, but mm-hmm. refuse to pay them more. Um, black people, are the ones dying at alarming rates. Why can't y'all just leave us alone? To be honest, like, it's like bad enough. Like we are, we are literally fighting the virus for you. For you, for you. Look at the stats, bro. Look at the stats. And also, China. I just want to bring this up real quick because this is really getting on my nerves. China, y'all, y'all. That virus started in China. We all know that. Y'all have the nerve to be racist to Africans in China, talking about they brought the second wave. If you don't get the out of here, like I'm, I'm so sick of that. Like y'all will 
y'all will find any way to be racist anyway and black people have defended like every other minority for years and years and years and y'all have the nerve to really like if y'all see like the videos on twitter about like how they treat africans in china right now like they're just moving they're not even letting them in shopping centers they're making only africans get tested they're kicking evicting people out who are african and it's just like y'all have like african people make up what one percent of the chinese population and y'all really gonna blame the entire virus and it's just terrible because it's like these things that happen give white people more power and gratification. Even when it, the shoe was on the other foot in this country, when people were discriminating against Chinese people, saying that they brought the, the virus to this country and beating up Chinese people in retirement homes. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we treating each other like this? Why? All of our blood is the same color. It's all red. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. I just hopefully things get better. Like it is a crappy time right now. And I hope like all this dies down a little, like at least give us a little bit of break. But it does need to be addressed and people need to really think about how they can make a difference and like how, you know, what they're doing to contribute to white supremacy, too, because staying silent it ain't it ain't flying it's not flying if you are a white person listening to this if you're a white person who has seen these issues on social media you know now is not the time to just sit back and just mindlessly scroll um i'm not necessarily saying that taking action on social media you know is is what you should be doing but figure out how you can donate or at the very least Think about your own feelings toward groups of color. And maybe now is a really good time for you to sit back and think about how you were raised and how you can help the future generation by speaking up against these issues. And like I said, maybe that's not on social media, but maybe that's correcting your uncle when he says something racist at dinner. That's not actually a joke. Exactly. Maybe that's telling your father to not have a Confederate flag in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, I Big think facts. I think it's important for non people of color, but and you know what, even people of color, mm-hmm. because people of color can be the nastiest to each other. So I think now is the time for us to be better human beings and stand up for each other. Mm-hmm. Andy is like, I feel like this is like bringing out the worst in like black celebrities like Wiz Khalifa and that other guy who said Rosa Parks should have. Sit your ass down. Sit uh, your ass down. <laughs> Rosa Parks should have a lift. Cab and go call a lift and go somewhere far away. Oh <laughs> my me. God. Who is I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. <laughs> bro, I thought that was a joke till I saw the video. I was like, yo, yo, give him a history lesson, bro. And then there was that a history lesson. There was that other black celeb. He was in um dope. That's Tony Moore. That's him. Yeah, that's, that's him. him. Okay, okay. He was talking mm-hmm. about how, you know, black people need to do better and and you know, think twice before you're in these situ or when you're in these situations and he knows how to conduct himself in front of police and all this other crap. It's oh, just boy, like, I hope you don't I hope you don't come in trouble with them police thing. They don't care they don't even, care about you. Even black people who <laughs> do know how to conduct themselves from police officers, that's not gonna keep you safe at no. all. Like the day, these officers right. are afraid of us when they have the they have the weapons they have the guns they have the mason the baton and the handcuffs so you saying that i know how to con- conduct myself 
near police officers. But then what happened to the, the black people who were unarmed and who had their hands up and they still got shot. So that line, that, that doesn't work. Yeah. No, I, think a lot work. Of, I think a lot of, um, particularly when it pertains to black people in situations like these, we try to di- differentiate ourselves as if like, mm-hmm. if I was in this situation, I'd do this. And that's why X, Y, and Z wouldn't happen. As we have seen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're Caribbean black. It doesn't matter if you're African black. It doesn't matter if you're celebrity black. All they see is black. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think people need to understand at the root of it. Stop trying they to all can't be like, oh, we're not African-American. Like, not, they don't care. Stop trying to separate yourself. Yeah, they, they <laughs> do not care. They don't care. It they doesn't don't care. Matter. And that separation is why we don't have collective power. Mm. Speak on it now. <laughs> <laughs> Amari's turn. I mean, <laughs> this is not even what I... <laughs> oh, guys, I'm in my feelings so much, so much. So for Black professionals we love this week, I'm dedicating it <laughs> to all the protesters out there because that's some professional shit. Yeah. Um, you are dedicated to the movement, to the craft. You're willing to put not only your life, but your body on the line. And I think people need to understand that there's a difference. You have your life and your body and you're putting both on the line. And I just want to say thank you. Um, there are no protests happening where I am right now, but I am figuring out where the movement is when we're going out and protesting where I need to be um and in the meantime I'm trying to do what I can on social media to spread the word I'm donating um and for the people who are in similar positions as me who might not be out on the streets protesting but are in their homes and trying to do the best you can uh thank you professional people for you know like Janae said for stopping and reading for watching the videos for trying to educate yourselves um and just like have empathy as a human being um you know people want to say whatever they want to about protesters you know violent looters whatever whatever nah that's professional that's professional work you have people like erica garner who dedicated her life to fighting for her father and died because of a heart attack at the age of 27 no that's work um so thank you yeah that's so important thank you did you guys see the um did you guys see that video of like them looting sorry this is really funny they they looted um (laughs) sephora (laughs) they were like split your bitch split (laughs) (laughs) there i'm here for this oh my god it was so funny i'm sorry and also (laughs) i love about black people is that even when things are serious like the the jokes and stuff is so funny like this week it's been like a rough week but it's also been like the funniest week on twitter like the madonna memes like all of that was so funny like i was crying like that is why we are such a rich culture that people constantly try to take from not try actually succeed at taking from that is why hip-hop culture black cult culture is such a commodity because we are just a rich beautiful funny creative entrepreneurial people mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. even yeah, like, in the game we laughing yes what was the thing when, um, when Kanye was like slavery was a choice that was also the funniest memes I've ever seen <laughs> and Kanye's ass is real quiet right now right. Real quiet and is he where is he? Where's Where's all y'all with mixed kids? Right. Where you at? Where's Kenye? They're where, where you at? But where can I Kylie just... Jenner? Where you at? 
Can I just shout out Atlanta for a second? Because the funniest video I saw last night was with these police officers with these see-through shields. And someone was like, what you got, a contact lens? Like, and then the (laughs) black police officer was laughing because that shit is funny. Like, what are you doing? It is. They were rioting um, or protesting for about four hours or so in in downtown Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I think it started at like six, maybe? Or something like four o'clock. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, guys, this is not even what our episode is about, but we just had to, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but we just felt it was important to, you know, get some things off our chest, speak with each other and speak with you guys. Um, But this week is actually, I mean, you know, the world is toxic and we're talking about toxic friendships. So it kind of, it kind of works. No, (laughs) it does work. I think it works. Right. And I think. Right. And I think a lot of people are finding out that the people that they considered friends are actually toxic in their thinking right now. So this might be the time to listen in and figure out how you can cut off certain people. Take notes. Take notes. Thanks. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) according to healthscope.com, a toxic relationship is categorized by insecurity, self-centeredness, dominance, and control. Um, so keep in mind, it takes two individuals to have a toxic relationship. Uh, initially, we'll look at behaviors of the toxic person, but we must look equally as hard at the individual who is the recipient of the toxic behavior. And we have to ask, you know, why? Why does an adult stay in a situation that almost inevitably damages them or, you know, emotionally or physically? Um, so that's just kind of stuff we're going to go in today. And I know Janae said she really liked it was either Janae or Kia said they really liked a quote from Bustle about uh, toxic friendships. Oh, yeah, that was me. Um, yeah, I was looking, doing some research for this episode. Um, and Bustle said, many friendships begin in high school or college and eventually fall apart because of changing attitudes, perspectives, values, morals, or goals in life. If a friendship is causing you to feel depressed, anxious, insecure, guilty, or uncomfortable, it may be time to say goodbye. Friendships are supposed to add to your life, not detract them. And I just thought that was important because... Um, <laughs> Yeah, a lot of our friendships do start in high school and college, and I think a lot of people hold on to that because they they see how long that friendship is, like 14 years, X amount of time. But it's like if if this person's not adding value, um, and then it's also okay because like your attitudes and your perspectives and your morals change in life, and that means people are going to change too. Um, So yeah, I just like that quote because of that. Yeah. So do we want to get into it? I know we have some things about signs of a toxic friend. Should we start there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Let's do um, that. Yeah. So I know Janae did some research on like signs that you can look for. Yeah. Um, so according to Psych2Go, which are these like little cute YouTube videos that are like illustrated and stuff that I actually love to watch because I'm interested a lot in um, mental health and all that great stuff. Uh, But anyway, according to them, um, some signs of a toxic friend is uh, you don't feel like you can be yourself around that person. Um, They either ghost you or only make time for you when it's convenient for them or to flip the coin. They're smothering and they get jealous when you pay too much attention to other people and not them. Um, You feel like you guys are constantly competing against each other. Um, or instead of giving advice, they try to manage your decisions. 
Um, and then a, a nice quote I like from the video is, even if they are coming from a good place, they can't live your life for you. Um, another tip um, or red flag, your friendship proves more stressful um, than supportive. You frequently catch them talking about you behind your back. Um, and lastly, you can't even remember why you guys are friends or what you really like about them. Um, so, you know, I, I just think that a lot of times, like, you know, Amari had said earlier and like Kia had, uh, similarly pointed out that a lot of times we're in these friendships for a really, really long time and we don't necessarily see these bad signs. Like we just kind of ride past them. So I think a lot of times it's important to sit back and look at your relationships with people and evaluate just how you feel about that person. Yeah. And I think it's also like, we kind of talk about how, you know, you learn from your experience of like dating and like you see the red flags after you date someone and you see, you know, you know, to watch out for those red flags going forward. And I think it's people forget that in friendships too. Like you're going to keep making friends as you evolve in life and there are red flags where you missed. And then you have to remember that in the back of your head, like to watch out for these red flags. And I think people a lot of times don't like, I think naturally they're just like, okay, like friends just happen naturally, all this stuff. But it's like, you still got to be aware. And there was this other quote that I saw that um, it said, we believe that love can, can end, but friends are forever. So sometimes this is the reason why we can't break a toxic relationship. Cause it's like, you can choose your friends and you know, your friends are always going to be there whether you break up with someone or not. But it's like, sometimes you got to cut them out too. just like, you got to cut that toxic boy out of your life. You know, it's similar. Yeah, it is. yeah that's a really good point. Cause we usually think that, um, being in a toxic relationship only, you can only be in a toxic relationship if you're with someone romantically. Um, but you do have friends who are toxic and you don't notice it uh, right away until someone else close to you notices it and tells you about it. And you kind of take a step back and say, wait, you know what? You're right. This person is not a true friend. And I don't know why we're still in, the, in a relationship or in a friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for... Um, I just had a hard time making friends growing up. So for me, I really held on to a lot of people past mm-hmm. that time because I know how long it takes for me to form relationships with people. And that longevity did mean a lot to me. Um, but I think the easiest sign, I think it takes time to like recognize toxic relationship, toxic friendships, and then to make them move and break them off. But I think what's most telling is when you break them off and how you feel. For a lot of the people that I've you know, cut ties with, I haven't felt the need to really ever uh, reach out to them again, or, you know, they haven't really popped up in my mind normally. And I think that's telling. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I like to say, like, I've, so in junior year of college, I kind of went through this transformation phase where I like, I cut out a lot of people that I used to hang out with, um, freshman year and sophomore year and um they were just doing things where I was just like do I even need this like going forward like are they bringing any value to my life like it's always drama with them all the stuff and I'm not like a drama filled person like so it's just like "Mm, there's a reason why they're like being annoying so like I eventually cut them out it was honestly like and I almost got a little scared because it was so easy for me to cut them out. <laughs> like, <laughs> and everyone knows that, like, that's, like, yeah, my sister is always, like, 
comes to me like if I have to because I'm like very quick with it like because I'm like I'll give you the chances and like I'll really give you the benefit of the doubt but once I make that decision there honestly is no coming back and like maybe that's not a great trait but it I mean I like it it literally just helps me like I do that with guys too like once they make like once I just I just can't look at you the same like I just I can't I don't know but like all those people that I cut out every single one of them came back like every single one, every single one of them like apologized for something or came back. And like, I gave one or two the benefit of the doubt, like maybe we can try again. And it just didn't work out. I feel like it rarely does. Um, but it was also telling, cause I was like, I didn't miss them when they came back. Like, it was just like, Oh yeah. I forgot. We used to be friends. They came back. And then I was just like, mm, my life is like, doesn't feel worse without you. <laughs> like it actually feels better. And I think another thing to remember is that when you let go of toxic people, you're only allowing yourself to either better the friendships you do have or you're allowing like new, fresh relationships to come in. And I think, um, I mean, it's kind of like manifesting, right? So it's like, <laughs> I <had to> be <laughs> because I just saying like, you, you're telling the universe what you allow. So like you tell you the universe, I'm allowing these toxic friendships. You're going to bring toxic friendships in when you're telling the universe, I'm cutting out people that do me no well. You're only going to attract things that bring you well. So, you know, just have to, just have to put that in there, you know? Yeah, I agree. And Key, I'm also the same way. Like when I cut you off, I can cut off people easily. Like when I cut you off, like I'm done with you. I'm not going back. And there was one point I, I had to ask myself, like, is that okay? Is that healthy that I'm so, I'm so quick to cut people out of my life, but it like, like it works for me. You know what I mean? Like it, if it works for you and, um, you don't feel you have any remorse over it, then continue living your life. Because I think people are going to be surprised too. Like, I think people are like, Oh my God, I used to hang out with this person all the time. You'll be fine. You'll yeah, literally be you, fine. You will be just like breaking up with someone. You'll be fine. You were fine before them. You'll be fine after like, it's easier said than done, but it's like, you will be fine. Like it'll be fine. Me on the other hand, <laughs> I have a hard time just cut and dry, um, cutting people off. And I think I'll know like a really, really long time before, like, oh, this person got some problems. But then I kind of start to feel guilty. I think I very easily, I think because I can be somewhat of a an empathetic person, um, I honestly think that I am a, what they call in uh, HSP, a highly sensitive person. Um, so I do find that a lot of people with a lot of... Um, insecurities and who need a lot of um reassurement i end up friends with them um and then down the line i realize oh like they need help that i can't give them and then i'll end up stuck in a situation where i feel bad for ending the relationship because it's obvious that they rely on me for emotional support but at the same time i'm i'm realizing now that you know your friends shouldn't necessarily rely on you for emotional support all the time it should be like a we can go to each other and have a conversation. But like, I'm not crying if you don't pick up the phone. Friends yeah. are not therapists, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not free therapy out here. Like, I know that sounds brutal, but it's like, that's not fair. I'm not a therapist. Some of y'all need help. <laughs> like, to be honest, like, I can only give you so much. And also, it's unfair to, like, bring that on a friend when it's like, you don't know what that friend's going through. Yeah. Like, you could be going through something. I think it's important for people to ask, like, 
hey, like, do you have the emotional bandwidth to take on this conversation right now? Mm-hmm. Like, people don't think about, like, I, I've, this is obviously, like, a learning thing. I didn't just, like, come out the womb saying that. Um, I had to learn that over the years. But it's, like, I have to be mindful of, like, it is my business and I have to handle my business and I can go to my friends. But I have to also be mindful that they're in the right place to handle that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really important. And I I, I think I had a, I can't remember who, but, like, there was one point where I had friends, like, asking before they would ask, like, go into their stuff like are you in the mental space to take on like my issues and I really appreciated them like giving me the space to like assess myself and whether I did have the emotional capacity to go and stuff with them and that's kind of like I'll like that's how I'll start like with other people too now it's like are you in a space for me to like go into things that also too might be triggering for you too um so I do I do really um I, I agree with that like you know and that's a sign of a good, you know, being a good friend. Um, but I don't know about you guys, um, but I know for me, in thinking about this episode, I've also have to, I've also had to come to terms with how I have been a toxic friend in the past, and also things that I've had to actively work on to better myself as a friend. Um, and I was just wondering if any of you guys um, had those moments when thinking about this episode too. One hundred percent. I actually you know wrote on the little doc that we have before we go about the episode that I have a toxic friend story time <laughs> it's today's story time dramatic <laughs> but you know I had realized I, I went to community college in upstate New York where I'm from and then went to a four-year university soon after um, and I had realized that in Syracuse where I'm from I felt like I was a big fish you know I had gotten the internship at the biggest news station in the area. I felt like I knew people. I felt well-connected. And then I come to this school that's New York City adjacent and everyone's had the best internship and everyone is physically smaller than me and is well-connected and knows people and is hungry and, and driven. And that made me so insecure. So in college, um, you know, had this friend group, Rachel was a part of that friend group. Um, and you know, I, I had this one friend and I will admit, look, looking back on it, I just see so clearly my wrongs in that situation. Like I was a little bit of a jealous friend. Um, she, was attractive. She had her stuff together. She was constantly going after things the same way I was going after them. Um, And I think I I did not treat her as well as I could have because of that. And on top of that, I was very, very insecure about my body and how I felt about myself and the fact that boys were giving her more attention than they were giving me. And I think I often would treat her crappily because of that. Now, she had her own things. She definitely had her own things with her own security about her body and who she was, which put a lot of strain on the relationship. Because like I mentioned before, I have a tendency to become friends with people who are a bit insecure and emotionally needy. I was insecure and emotionally needy. Of course, we were attracted to each other. And she often came to me for help and support. I'd be looking at her like, you're perfect. Everyone loves you. You don't need anything. Me on the other hand, people are treating me like a damn troll. 
So because of that, I was just angry. I was just really, really upset with her. And of course, I didn't express any of that. Of course, I never said these things. Of course, I never took her aside. Um, So everything kind of came to a boiling point where she overheard me venting about her to another friend. (laughs) She did? (laughs) Yikes. Oh, how did that happen? Then you got to look around you. So, oh, I'm so intrigued by wait, this. Wait, but you guys just, did like live like right next to each other. In the walls in the dorm room were Yeah, they're not the very very thin. So very thin. To make a long story short, basically I was a part of an organization and she wanted to become a part of that organization. And to be 100%, I was like she has penetrated every part of my life. I want to have this one thing for myself. Me and my roommate were already in this organization together. And I was just venting about how I honestly didn't want her to be in it. And how I just wanted to have this one thing and she kind of had a tendency to come in and take things and then everyone would be like, oh my God, she's so great. And I would just be sitting over here like, so how did she address you when she found out that you were talking about her? She addressed me so well. So <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> so much more. So we went to the event, whatever, everything was fine, cool. And then like the next day I saw her and she looked like really, really upset and disheveled. And she just came up to me. We were like walking past each other. She came up to me and she was like, hey, when you get a second, I'd like to talk to you. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, So later that day, I went in her room and talked to her. And once again, she looked really disheveled and upset. And I was like, what's going on? And she was like, I heard you yesterday talking about me. And she was like, I'm really, really hurt. And I didn't know you felt that way. Um, And, you know, we just both kind of broke down. And I, I apologized. And I was like, I totally wish you didn't hear that. But now that you did you highlight a lot of my insecurities about my body and the way I feel about myself. And, you know, she was basically like, I really look up to you and it really sucks that you feel that way. And we had a good conversation about it and we were able to kind of, I don't know, get back to square one. But from that point forward, things were never the same with our friendship. And to be frank, I was okay with that. Like it is what it is. Um, but yeah. yeah. Ooh, wow. That's wow. a lot. And now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, I've definitely been a toxic friend. But you go, Rachel. No, I just want to say that I'm, because I know like who she's talking about. I'm proud of both of you for having that conversation because it's hard. She could have heard you talking about her and then just like cut you off and not even like had addressed you and you opening opening up to her and saying, you know, this is how I feel, X, Y, and Z. So. I'm proud of both of you. Yeah. yeah. And also the fact that you like had like Rachel was saying you had that conversation and like you reflected on like your part too. And like you said, like you highlight a lot of my insecurities. And I think that's how a lot of people end up being a toxic friend. I feel like I've become better as a friend the more comfortable I've become with myself as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I feel like the more centered you feel in yourself. Um at least for me, I've noticed like that's the better I've become. Unfortunately, 
that means the people earlier on in my life did not get the best version of me as a friend. Um, And I think like a lot of that had to do with like communication. And I think for me, it came to a head. um, I think it was my, my senior year of college. Um, My roommate was my best friend. We're on the school newspaper together. And I know she was going through a lot and I felt like she wasn't necessarily, you know, like she was my co-editor in chief. And I felt like I was just like overwhelmed by all the work. And instead of feeling comfortable enough to, you know, like Janae's friend, address it and say something to her, I wrote an email to her because I just didn't know how to in person express myself um, because I'm not very good with, I don't think I speak well or like I don't, what I mean to say doesn't come out right. So I just thought writing an email would be fine. And she was like, I've noticed like this difference in you. And she was like, and you're very passive aggressive. So Mm -hmm. like, and I I was like, shit, like that is where my toxicity comes as a friend. I am, I am aware I'm a, I'm a passive aggressive person. I don't deal with any confrontation well. And instead of dealing with things, I just shut down and I remove myself from the situation, which is not fair to that person. Um, So that's something I've kind of like had to have a reckoning with, with like in myself. I'm still slightly passive aggressive. (laughs) not even slightly I'm still passive aggressive and I'm still actively trying to work on it Um, it's hard me to come to terms with your own because even now talking about this I feel very nervous and clammy I feel like I called myself out on the carpet like it's a hard thing to realize your own toxicity which we all have because we all have things Mm -hmm. but I think it's also fair to be like like how you said Amari it sucks for the people that were in my life before because you didn't get the best version of me. But I think that's life, right? So I think it's like we could say that for guys and guys could say that to us. Like, you didn't get the best version of me. Um, and I think I think it sucks, but it's like, but someone will get the best version and you would also get the best version of someone else. So it, like, works out. And I think it's okay to not to, like, beat yourself up on things that happened in the past because as long as you're learning from it. So, like, we can all discuss, like, yeah, I can admit when I was a toxic friend and I learned from it. It sucks when people can't do that. When people don't even know that they're a toxic friend and can't even see how they're being toxic and stuff like that. Like, from what you guys are saying, like, I definitely had like the jealousy thing. And I think it's also human nature to be jealous in some aspects because it's like I'll sometimes get jealous when I feel like things are working out from people and I feel like I work so hard and it just never happens. And that especially comes from like my friends who aren't black, too. So when it's like I see them having literally having no struggles in like their relation, like in dating, no struggles in their job, like just nothing, just life is just giddy and I'm sure they have, what do you say it's all hunky-dory yeah it's just like and it's just like what like you guys will never understand like the things that I have to go through in this job or like in dating and stuff like that so it's just like that's kind of where that comes and I know it's not their fault and, and and now I'm doing this thing where I'm just like okay Kia you're projecting like it's not their fault like mm-hmm. um so but like in in college I definitely was like I think I read one of the traits of a toxic friend is being judgmental and I'm am judgmental I'm working on it but like before I was super judgmental like it was really bad and but but also screw that girl because we're not friends because of her too so um (laughs) but like I personally wanted to talk about some short stories about 
um i feel like the common thing i don't know if this is true for everyone but i i feel like the common time where i find out who's toxic and who's a crappy friend is around my birthday i don't know if that's so telling and that's why okay. I did my birthday so I- that's okay so i'm glad i'm not the only one at first i thought it was because my birthday is around christmas and it sucks because it's like winter it's cold it's literally the week of finals no one wants to do anything and people like i hear a lot of people on social media who say like oh people who like their birthday are weird i just don't think that's fair because i think you have one day of the entire year to yourself and i think if people can't come support you on one day out of the year what can they really support you know what i'm saying um so like i just i just think it's fair like you know if you ask someone to do something for your birthday just come to a dinner and they can't make it it's like unless they have a really excuse i don't know i just feel like that's telling so um i feel like each year like i just lose one friend and i'm okay with that because it's it's fine but um like one year in college this this girl um it was Christmas time, like I said, and she was like, oh, I don't have money to get you a gift. Do you want, like, a meal from, like, the cafeteria? And I'm like, no, I'm not, like, poor. Like, I don't want, like, a meal. And she basically told me, like, she had spent $300 on her boyfriend of six months, and that's why she couldn't give me a gift. So it wasn't even that she didn't have money. It's just the fact that she clearly, like, had put this, like, six-month relationship above me and then like try to like be like oh do you want this like meal from like my meal plan and it's like okay I'd rather you not do that (laughs) um (laughs) and then another time um in college this girl like my birthday was on like a Wednesday and she was like oh I have family dinner on Wednesdays and I was like you can't miss one family dinner for like your friend's birthday Rory Gilmore what do you say? The knock she's like Rory Gilmore. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I didn't watch Gilmore Girls. Oh, uh, I'm just like that was so like, and then she like then she told like because I was going to Times Square for my birthday, and she she's like, yeah, my mom said ISIS was gonna blow up Times Square, so I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, these are all the stupid people in my life, guys. This is why junior year I had a major class. <laughs> okay, and then the, the the recent ones this year were um this one friend who like considered me like her best friend like completely forgot about my boy my birthday like completely forgot did not hear from her at all my birthday and the next day she was like oh sorry i was hooking up with some guy at my christmas party (laughs) this past year the latest friend that i cut off is because i was planning to go to vegas for my birthday and i told like these group of people like in june so that's like six months before and i just had a feeling like, I just had a bad feeling about this. And she, like, never pays anyone back, right? Like, never. And usually we let it slide because it's, like, 5 $10, whatever. But this was, like, obviously a lot of money. And I put everything in my credit card. So I'd ask her, like, I kept asking her, like, hey, do you have the money? And she she swore she was going to come, swore she was going to come. And then she was, like, oh, I, I, like, got a concussion. I don't have the money. Like, this is, like, a week before. And so I was like, hey, I'd appreciate if you, like, could pay me back since it's my birthday and I'm putting this on my credit card. Literally, guys, never heard from her again. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Like, that was it. Like, we have not spoken. 
Um, she never paid me back. I have her on Venmo. Never paid me back. Um, I'm petty. I keep sending that shit. No, no, Amari, I've tried. She Then I looked at her Venmo. Guys, she hasn't paid anyone back since 2017. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. You should have looked wow. at her Venmo before. <laughs> I didn't look until after. I didn't look until after. How would I supposed to know? That's crazy. but i'm just like how do you walk through life like this just like using people and like never paying people back and like some people are people are different but i mean i and like i i i do i birthdays i think can be very disappointing but i also am aware that like sometimes i'm a day late on people's birthdays too so like i give them a window i give you like not like your best friend no well i don't have that many best friends but, but the know, ones that you do have, I'm talking about best friends. Like these are okay, people you know, that, the ones that, that are do, like they'll, best I friends. trust that they'll they always do right. Um, yeah, but well, that's that's. I have a story. Whoop. Speaking of friends and birthdays and dinners and not being able to make it. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> she sounds mad. I'm like scared. I knew she had a story. No, because I, so I have a friend. We're um, we grew up together. Oh, and yeah, you heard the story <laughs> wait, today. you know her? Do um, I know you? Is this you know? You heard the story. I'm not going to say any names, okay. but um, and so we, our birthdays are on the same time. Hers is like two weeks before mine, two three weeks before mine, and we always celebrate our birthdays. I always go out with her and her family for when it was her. It's her birthday, and I usually don't do anything big for my birthdays. Usually, with like family and like a small group of friends um but this one year um I wanted to invite all my friends and family out to dinner and then like go out to the city for like drinks and dancing and um I went out with her with her family for her birthday that's the same year and then I invited her to come out with me and my family and um so I I sent out the invitation um it's and it's the day of, and I'm texting her, like, because I'm texting her the address. I don't want to get lost. I want to make sure she's, you know, she knows where we are and nothing. And then, like, an hour later, she texts me, like, oh, I left my wallet in my sister's car. Um, I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm just like, oh, okay. So I don't respond at all. And I, and I don't, um, I, I don't, I haven't reached out to her in like weeks. And then one day she hits me up like, oh, do we have beef? And I'm just like, girl, I don't have time to, I don't have time to have beef with anybody. So fast forward to like um, November of last year, I hit her up and I told her that I'm moving to Atlanta. I would love to see you and hang out. Um, We set a date. And with her, whenever we set a date to meet up, if I don't reach out to her that day or like the day before saying, Hey, are we still on? She's not going to, she's not, we're not going out that day. So this time around, I don't hit her up to see if she's really serious about hanging out that day. If she's, if she's going to remember, or is she going to like send a text reminder? Nothing at all. And that was the final straw. I just let her know, like we've been planning this dinner since for about a year now, just to meet up. And I was like, it's not going to work. Best of luck to you. Good luck with everything. And that's it. Wow, did she respond? She, um, you know, now we can like put 
emojis on like text messages, like like and, and without having question. to respond. She put a question mark, and I didn't. That was that's like the end of it, and that's kind of big for me because old me would just have not had said anything and probably blocked her too. So um, <laughs> I'm I can be passive aggressive too. So. Um, me just like explaining how I felt and what she did was wrong. Um, pat myself on the back for that too. Um, no, that's amazing. Cause I, yeah, yeah I, that's I a couldn't, lot. I couldn't not say anything. Cause again, we like, we were friendships full. We, we were friends since we were like five or something. Like, we grew up in the same church and everything. So, um, yeah, just, and I didn't feel bad about it too. I, I did a little bit, but then afterwards I was like, how I handle it made me feel a little bit better if I had just like blocked her and not said anything. Yeah. I think that's, um, that's amazing. Cause I think, um, sometimes you just gotta like give the direct, like, um, you know, you're kind of like out of my life. Like that's it. Like mm-hmm. whatsoever. And I did have, um, I did have like someone in a, I think one of the, so I'll just say like the red flags that I found in the last year and like tell a little story about one of them. Um, but the red flag is like they don't they don't want you hanging out with anyone else. <laughs> that happened like freshman year of college and I hung out with a group of people and they would always leave. Sorry, I need to cough a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. Um they would always leave like the weekend, so I would just be at the campus by myself. Like all my friends would leave. Um and no one was on campus. So then I started finding people who would stay on campus because I didn't want to like waste my whole college like doing nothing so I started to find new friends and I hung out with these girls and they're actually like two of my best friends to this day um and the the other two girls who I used to hang out with they would they would like make comments like oh like why do you have to hang out with them or like why do they have to come and you just tell the jealousy of like they just really didn't want me hanging out with them and it was just like they kind of wanted to like control me like be like only you can hang out with us and like on the weekends, don't hang out with anyone. Like, we're not here. Like, they would get mad. So I was like, ooh, that is not a good sign. Um, another thing is, like, they don't have any other friendships. So, like, someone who just, you're like, they don't have any other friendships. They've never had a successful friendship or, like, a long-term relationship. And I think a lot of times we're, like, um, or they start, like, a lot of drama. Like, they're always in drama. I think a lot of times we're like, oh, you know, that's just how they are. Like, that doesn't affect me. Like, guys, eventually it's going to affect you. Like, that has happened to me so many times where this one girl in high school, like, we were best friends for, like, 13 years. Like, went to the same high school, college. And she would always be in some drama. Like, all the time. And I was just like, you know, she never stops drama with me. I don't really care what she does, like, outside of this friendship. And it got to the point where, like, we went to our senior um, trip. And this girl was... We were in Dominican Republic on vacation. And this girl, instead of enjoying vacation, was just arguing with some girl back at home. And I'm like, bro, we're on vacation. Like who cares what's going on at home and then slowly after that I started to realize like okay she's just constant drama like we need to be I need to cut her off um another thing is like people who are incredibly flakily unreliable like you said Rachel because I feel like that's a sign that like she didn't ever really value your friendship if like you can't make time for your friends like what can you do like people make time for things they care about like I'm sure if it was like her favorite singer was performing in New York City she would she would make time to go there 
Like, yeah. why couldn't she make time to go to dinner with you? Um, and then the last thing is, like, kind of like you said too, Rachel, like, they can't apologize correctly. Like, so instead of, like, reading your text message and being like, you know what, Rachel, you're right. I was really shitty. Let me, like, try to be a better friend. And she decided to just put a question mark. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, and I had a friend do that. And, like, I just, she, like... I was, like, planning her birthday, and um, I put, like, a lot of times in people's birthdays, like I said, because, like, I value birthdays, so I just want, if you're, like, close to me, I want you to feel, like, special on that. You have one day out of the year. Like, that's the least I can do, in my opinion. So I have two friends who have, like, birthdays around the same, like, days, so I always try to, like, do my best to not book like double booking anyone and like make sure I'm there for both of them. So like I start planning their birthdays like a month in advance, like just to make sure like I don't mess up. So like it's a month in advance and like one friend is like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so she plans everything. And the other friend, she's like kind of like feeling depressed, like doesn't really want to do anything, which is fine. Um, so like I start planning her birthday for her and she's like, oh, what do you want to do? I'm like, we could just watch your favorite like comedian. We could just do it low key, like whatever, like we'll do it like the Saturday before your birthday. So we pick a day and it's like the day before and I haven't heard from her. Um, I haven't heard about a time or anything. And I'm like, Hey dude, like what time do you want me to come over? Like, uh, I'm ready to like, you know, do whatever you want for your birthday. Um, and I literally didn't book anything the whole day guys. So then she (laughs) texts me and she's like, Oh, well this guy from Bumble asked me on a date. So I think I'm just going to do that. And I'm like, okay, so you're just, like, not, we're just not going to do anything? And she's like, oh, well, like, you can come over after the date. So, so I'm like, wait, am I crazy? Like, am I crazy? Like, we have plans, and, like, now you're just going on a date with a, like, you'd rather spend your birthday with a random dude on Bumble than your best friend who's trying to, like, plan your birthday. Like, and I'm just supposed to come on after the date. Like, I'm just, like, I'm, like, like, damaged goods, kind of. So that, like, hurt me, obviously. And so I told her, I was like, hey, that's really, like, messed up. Like, I've literally been trying to plan your birthday for, like, a month. And um, you're just, like, kind of ditching me. And she, like, she didn't get it. Like, she was just like, oh, I don't understand why you're mad. I never, like, do anything for my birthday anyway. And I'm like, I'm mad because you're wasting my time. Like, I could be doing literally any anything else. And I'm like, out of the kindness of my heart, trying to do something for you. And you're kind of like throwing it in my face. And so after that, I really didn't talk to her for like months. Like, she tried to like kind of like act like nothing, like we were all good. But like, I didn't talk to her, obviously, because I'm just like, yeah, that's like stupid. Like, why would I spend my time with someone like that? And then like, it's like this was like this year. So this was like, I think eight months after. And she texted me and she was like, Oh, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like why we're not friends anymore. I'd like to see you. And then I just, you know, laid it out. I was like, we're not friends because you did X, Y, and Z that really hurt me. And for like a whole day, like of this text message conversation, she like could not understand why I was mad. She like didn't understand. She didn't. She thought I was being unreasonable, and she's like, "You're my best friend. I consider you my best friend. Like, um, I want you in my life. All this stuff." And like, I'm like, for someone that like you're saying you're my best friend, wouldn't you try harder to like repair this relationship? Like, why would you keep acting like I'm crazy? Like, she was like, "Oh, we're both going through stuff," and I'm just like, "That's not how you apologize. You like take accountability. Like, you're the one asking for my forgiveness." Like, so I don't know. That just really bothered me because I feel like a lot of people like can't apologize correctly. And then you're like, well, I can't like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I had a 
question, but I forgot it. <laughs> I um, forgot it. A big thing that I have noticed a, a red flag for me is when people do not respect um, your time or your boundaries. Um, just an example for me is if I tell you, hey, we've hung out several times this week um, and I need one day to myself to do me. And then if they, you know, still hit you up and ask you to hang out, that's like you're you're completely ignoring like all of my things. I had a very long on and off friendship slash relationship. And this would be an often thing that would happen where it was like, we hang out seven days a week. We hang out six days a week. And on the seventh day, I'm like, hey, need time for myself. Need a rest. <laughs> hey, what are you doing today? And I'm like, I literally told you. And then get angry with you when you try to set the, any type of boundary. It's like that is a huge, 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 huge red flag. So I was just like a big one. Oh, I wish you guys watched um. I know Amari watches Insecure, but I know a lot of people I, on Twitter are talking about like how Molly is the toxic friend. Yeah, for me too. A red flag has been the type of topics we talk about. I feel like a lot of my I realized I think more so in college that my friends could only go so deep sometimes, mm-hmm. and any time we got into the realm of you know I'm. <laughs> I think my problem too is I'm serious. Like I'm a very serious person. I can be funny, but more often than not, I'm, I'm more serious. Um, but it was just weird realizing that like my friends couldn't talk about, you know, race with me. They couldn't talk about, you know, I remember specifically one time getting in a conversation with a good friend who I had known since I was like eight and we're talking about death. And she said, I don't want to like we had and this was like the first time we're having like an in-depth true conversation uh and she cut it off and she said I don't want to go into this anymore and I was just like we were just getting to it this was like our first conversation that did not revolve around a boy for I think our entire friendship um for me I have levels there are levels with birthday stuff birthdays honestly aren't that big of a deal to me I'd be forgetting everybody's birthday I love y'all. I love y'all, but I'd be forgetting people's birthday. Facebook uh, saves me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it saves me too. I'm guilty. If I know that birthdays are a big deal to you, I will try to make more of an effort. Like for Kia's birthday, I was like, you know, low key cashed in there. Birthdays are a big deal for Kia. So I was like, Kia, what do you want to do? I'll take you to dinner. Like, what do you let me know when you're free so I can take you to dinner? Um, but for me, it's more so of there are friends that are on a top tier level for me where it's like, I don't expect you to throw me a birthday party or buy me presents or gifts. I just expect you to show up if an invitation is there. I expect you to communicate with me. I expect you to just be there. And that's not even specific for birthday parties, just in general with life things, just be there. Um, and then there are other people in my life who are like, we cool to hang out with, but you flake sometimes. Um, I don't feel like I can talk to you about death, pooping, or I don't know. I love how pooping comes right after death. That's like, a big one for Janae. Bowel movements are important. <laughs> I can't talk to you about death, pooping, or sex. Then I don't know why we're here. 
<laughs> I don't know. What to do. But you That's bring up fair. an important point. Like you have, like I don't, I don't want this to sound bad, but like you have friends for specific things. Like you have tiered friends. Like not all your friends are meant to be your best friends. And I don't trust bitches who only have best friends. Like I don't trust it. And I don't you have that. eighteen best friends. Like, how? It's oh, like girls in the, the bridal party, you got 14 bridesmaids. Get out of here. No. And if that many people know that much of your business, I don't know. For me, there's like a select group of people who I will trust with myself and the rest. You can get parts of me. And I think that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have you like want. grading systems? Like I have grading systems. I'm like, you know, like if they do something, I'll be like, okay, you're on the B level now. So I'll give you like <laughs> B effort. Kia, like, <laughs> you know, no, you know, like I'll give you like B effort amount of like friendship. So it's like, you know, if you're giving me C level, okay, like that's that's what you get in return. I'm like, I'm 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 only gonna give you what you give me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's Very common, but this is on brand. I picture Kia have like a grading chart in her room and like moving cards around whenever. Natalie is now. No, wait, I don't. <laughs> I just keep it in the back of my head. I'm just like, okay, noted. Noted. Next time, I'm going to note that. But my one friend did have something because I was like telling her about one of our mutual friends and she was like, you know, like sometimes you got to put, you know, when you're older, you got to put people on the shelf. Like she was like, sometimes you just got to remove them from the shelf and like maybe they'll come back and be put on the shelf. And that is true because some people, I will give them like a C level and they'll come back and they'll, they'll be on the A level. Like, you just got to put them on the shelf, take them off the shelf. I was like, I like that too. Yeah. We're all humans. We need time to like, yeah, you know, a little space sometimes. Like I'll give you space and be like, yeah. Okay. But then if it's consistent, you're consistently like sucky. That's yeah. when I'm like, nah. For, for me, it's consistency. If you're not consistent with like your actions, if I'm always reaching out and making time for, for you, I expect the same, just consistency and um, being honest. That's it for me. And I also think that um, honesty, humongous thing. And I totally lost my train of thought. So, um, well, while you're thinking, I'll just add one small tidbit. Um, I think it's also important to be aware that like different people will take up different roles in your life throughout it. Like, like you know, sometimes people will be a huge factor. And sometimes they'll go to a smaller friendship lane, but there still doesn't mean that takes away from like the big friendship that you had. And I think that's also like a thing. It's like becoming comfortable with the people that you were close with may not hold the same space in your life, but they're still there. Um, But yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, Janae, do you know what you're going to say? Yes, I remember. Okay. Um, and I think for me, it's been a learning curve on just being a better friend in general. I think I'm a pretty sturdy friend, um, but I think that for me, and I, I guess we, I guess I do have different tiers, like Kia said. I don't think they're as mapped out, maybe, but I do think that I have friends that are like. Do Do you find that when you really have a close connection with someone, or you feel a close bond? It is really, really hard for you to judge them. It's really hard for you to be like angry with them, even if they do something kind of shitty or flaky. You're just like, oh, whatever. Um, and I think, no, I'm judgy. <laughs> and I'm judgy too. I'm judgy too. But there are certain people in my life where I'm just not like, I love them so much that it's just kind of like, ugh, 
that was annoying but whatever um yeah anyway. I did that with like the friend who um I was telling you about the birth like I was planning her birthday mm-hmm. and after I, I like told my other friends that I cut her off they were like oh like she had so many red flags like they just flat out told me like she had so many bad qualities like we were shocked that you were even like friends with her because like she would always flake she would um she would just constantly do stuff like not really show up and like every time we went out to like uh, a bar or something she would just like go off by herself like ditch the rest of the group mostly ditches for a guy and then my like when my friend said that I was like oh I completely like disregarded that like like I I, yeah like I noted it but I just like let it go because like she was my best friend from college and then when they said that I was like she did that huh we went to a party together. Probably. It's the same girl. She'd be doing that stuff all the time. But after the birthday thing, I like really cut it off. And it and I was really struggling, like giving her a second chance. Like I talked to my one of my other best friends and I was like, dude, I'm really struggling. Like I, I rarely give people second chance, but I will be nice because this is someone I consider I'm really close to. And um, I tried. Like I try, I said, if she can apologize to me, I will like, cons- I will give her a second chance. Mm-hmm. And she simply could not she would not apologize. She just would not do it. And I was just like, you're sitting in, you're like literally texting me. I didn't contact you. You contacted me. You're texting me about how I'm your best friend. You miss me so much, all this stuff. And I simply am asking you to apologize and you just won't, you refuse to do it. And I just feel like that's telling. So like, I was like, okay, well I tried. Yeah. I mean, but I think like, like Janae with like what you were saying is that like, I think when you, I think what I took from what you were saying is at least like, certain things may annoy you about the people you love but like you're willing to give them concessions and it's not necessarily ignoring red flags it's just like you're willing to kind of take stock of what's important to you and what's not important to you like exactly like I know we all know I'm a very timely person um but I think that's something that like you know, I'm just going to keep being, you know, like, I'll still show up to your door 30 minutes. And I know people probably are annoyed about that, too. And I have been trying to be later. Um, but I think, like, for me, it was like, um, and I think when I, and now it, it wasn't a big deal or anything, but like when I left New York, like you and Rachel and like you guys had like put together this thing and it meant so much to me because on my last night in New York, y'all showed up like 20 minutes early. And I was like, these bitches love me. (laughs) I was like, for my last night there. But I think like earlier what you were saying, it's kind of just like, um, yeah, like it's annoying, but it's not, it's not like worthy of a flag. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So that makes more sense. I have been trying to give a lot of my friends that same grace. It's like the same grace that you would give, say, your mother. You know what I mean? When she does something annoying, I try to give the friends that I have high regard of that same grace of you did something annoying, but it doesn't necessarily affect me. It doesn't hurt me. It's not something that's damaging here because I'm very judgmental. I am hella judgmental with people. For me, you do some shit that annoys me. I'm like, memory bank, I don't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> um, but I've been trying to give all of my friends that same grace of like, just because you did something that I don't like, I don't agree with, that doesn't mean that you're wrong. It doesn't mean that I'm right. It doesn't mean that I need to, you know, give you a shitload of advice. Sometimes you just gotta let people live their life and be there for them. I think it's like a level of 
same with like relationships so it's like of course we're not going to find the perfect guy and he might do some shit like you know poo in the bathroom not spray and you're like damn that really sucks that's annoying but it's like what's the deal breaker right so it's like is your deal breaker like someone who flakes all the time then like that's when you got to cut it off like I think it, it's it's kind of like that. Like, what's your deal breaker in friends? If like if you don't want to have a friend that you feel like every time you text them they respond like eight days later, and you're like, damn, you know that's annoying. Like, I needed you eight days ago, not today. Like, it's like, what's your deal breaker? So I, I get like getting grace because like I know my friends get annoyed that I'm late. I am. I'm gonna be late. I'm sorry. I, I just like I know my friends hate that I'm late, and I, I literally just straight up tell them I I just can't help it. I suck. It's a terrible quality. But like, you're not that late. Oh, my white friends go crazy. Like they, because oh. you know white people are on time for everything. White people yeah. early. Like an I'm hour like yeah, early. Like I invited them to my house, and I forgot that like they were white and. <laughs> But, and they came on time and I'm like bro y'all are supposed to come like later the fuck <laughs> so, but I'm just like but oh, not all whatever. black people are late not all, clearly no, no, like to be early. Pia L'Oreal Swinton <laughs> is late I'm gonna tell you right now not to important things I'm never late to school the airport and my job yeah so. But if it's like we just chilling, that's what I'm saying. It's I'm not that serious. Wow. If we have reservations, you're at yo. Why you am I always the first one at the reservation for It's always a oh, that's not me. me. That's not me. <laughs> I'm like hold the hold the table. They're coming. They're coming. <laughs> I will let y'all lose that table. I'm not even lying. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it's New York, so I would always plan like two hours in advance right. just in the case commute. and then it's always quicker than it's supposed to be <laughs> but um we did do some twitter polls and some instagram polls just to kind of gauge where our followers were at too um kia do you want to go into to what people how were people responded on twitter yeah i'll do the twitter one um <laughs> let me pull it up right now so i'll do the poll first so the poll i did on twitter was do you feel like you're more tough on your friends or on your romantic partner and uh 66.7 said they're more tough on their romantic partner and 33.3 said friend and someone responded definitely more definitely my romantic partner because they're the one I'm trying to spend my life with. But at the same time, I find I have more patience for my romantic partner than I do my friend. Maybe it's a balance question mark. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I guess more people feel like they're um, more top on their romantic partner. And then we did another question. What are some red flags you notice in your friendships? And I'll just read some of the responses. Someone said the friend who gets jealous because you have other friends. Yeah. someone said friends not getting excited and hyping you up when you give them good news such as a promotion a new job business idea a new relationship um the friend that can't compliment you without reminding you they did it first oh that's terrible <laughs> um the friend who has to name your flaws in front of others them calling you out in a group setting isn't cute mm-hmm. and the last one said when you feel like they are competing with you and when they get don't get excited for your accomplishments but you do for theirs so that's just some of how you guys felt on the twitter feedback we had some slightly well i don't know varying uh, responses on instagram so when it comes to do you feel like you're tougher on your friends or romantic partners um 
uh, 79% said they're tougher on their uh, friends than they are on their own. And then... Wait, what? Oh, wow. That's the exact opposite. Of yeah, so 79 said they're... Um, uh, more they're more tough on their friends than they are their romantic partners and I, I voted in this poll and I said yes but that's because I don't got no romantic partners to be tough on <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if that's how our <laughs> our readers are also feeling too um, they're like no one else so you get all the right you get all the <laughs> I responded on that too and I said friends because like my friends are my homies. When this romantic crap ends, like, y'all here. So I'm right, expecting right. y'all to, to go ham for me. I feel like I'd be more tough on, definitely more tough on a romantic partner, for sure. Because I'm like, you need to come correct, right? Like, I don't know. Because I feel like I can already trust my friends, right? So you guys can do yeah. some, like, dumb stuff. And I'll be like, whatever. Like, they still got my back. I don't know if you do. I don't know if a romantic partner does. Like, unless we're married. But, like... I need to make sure you're coming correct for like down the line. So I, I don't know. I'm tough on my boyfriend than my friends. So I think maybe if I was in a position where I was in a relationship, I would be tougher on the romantic partner. But because I'm always in the part of like we're talking and I want to make this a relationship, yeah. I'm like, bitch, don't be too tough. Or <laughs> <laughs> when I be tough. Or when I am tough, I'm like, okay, this shit's over. I'm prepared. And then I'm always I'm always intrigued by the responses because they end up being receptive to my critique. But a romantic partner? Yeah, but it still don't it still doesn't go anywhere. Um, yeah, but that's why you sh- I feel like that's why you should be tough because it's like you got to you got to and also it's like, it's like the romantic test. partner is important. So if you're trying to like spend the rest of your life with someone, you should be tough on them. That's a that's a that's a an important role in your life. Like you got to spend the rest of your you got to live with this person. You got to potentially want if you want kids like make sure they're a good daddy like you should be tough on them i think that's fair i think it's fair to be tough on them that's true that is true i can't even look that far i'm like let's make it to three months or something (laughs) um and then when we asked like what are red flags someone said bad communication um if a friend reminds you of everything that they've done for you when in a different when in a disagreement, um, a one-way friendship, like you're always the one going out of your way, uh, someone who doesn't celebrate your wins, doesn't support your your new projects. Um, one person said, me always reaching out, people only looking to hang out at parties um, and different va- differing values. Um, so yeah, I think that was, that was interesting. Um, I, I think like I can definitely relate for the different, different, differing values too um and i think one friend that ended up cutting off was i started to know i didn't agree with um and i don't know if it was necessarily her but things that she would tell me about her family or you know i'd go around her family i'd go visit them and you know they would be dropping the n-word around me um or like they had uh, obama toilet tissue paper um she uh was you know on bumble dating guys and her mom didn't like the fact that she was talking to someone who was muslim and i was like oh these are things that i am not okay with and i've been making concessions and i've been trying to look past it because it's like i didn't want to see what that might mean about like what you think about me or like think about where i come from um and different different value and i think that's just like one of the more you know uh extreme examples but i think there are other examples where i'm just like 
I don't like what you say about, you know, people who identify as this or that, and I don't agree with it. And I don't know if our values as people align. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, wait, what did she say after that? Like when you addressed her, like I, 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 I had, I literally when I think it came to a head when she said that, um, her mom didn't like the fact that she was, uh, date talking to someone who was Muslim and I was I was trying in the nicest way to say that your mom's kind of racist. Um, and I ended up just saying, you know, that's racist. Like, that's just racism. That's just like prejudice. Um, and I think she recognized it, but it's her mom. And I felt bad because like, I know her mom and, you know, um, just weird stuff like that. And then it ended up just like us falling out because um, she went to visit like uh, a group of friends went to go visit a friend who lived uh, in the Caribbean. And I was like, oh, Hey guys, like I thought I was a part of this friend group. Why wouldn't I be included in this trip? And no one told me about it. I found out on social media. That's um, awful. So then I ended up just, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I just started unfollowing everyone, which is petty. Um, and then the only reason she reached out was because she realized I had unfollowed her on Twitter. I, I hate like, when okay. people do that. Like, hey, did you did you even did you unfollow me? Right. Like, I'm like, you we don't text, we don't call, so why does it even why does it matter you're texting me about that's so child i feel like that's hopefully that that's like very like college years i feel like no that was a college well that was after college but someone i had knew since elementary school Mm. Um, oh no but it's a friendship that i like sometimes think about but at the most part i'm like there were a lot of problematic things that i let slide um and i'm sure like she probably thinks i was and there were times where i wasn't a good friend too Again, we all know I'm passive aggressive um, and I can be really harsh, but I think that was like one of the friendships that I don't, I don't really miss. That's a, it's a thing. I feel like as an Oreo, allowing people in your life where you guys just have different values, especially when it comes to race. And then you just kind of realize slowly over time that like, oh, I actually don't, I, I can't be friends with someone who their parents say racist things or they have very like passive racist racist beliefs um I, th- I think we can probably all attest to having friends like that I had a lot so yeah and it's like I know that's like that's your family and that's not you but the fact that you keep on making excuses for this way and also you within yourself do things that exhibit similar values um I was like, damn. And also, I think that goes with like the conversation we had before. Like, we got into the topic discussion of like people are always asking, what can they do? How can they be an ally? And I think it's simply stuff like checking her mom. Like, could have been one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we could talk all day about friends, guys. It's important. Yeah. Um, but I think Rachel's obviously her mental health uh, segment will tie back into this. So yeah. let's go over to time to talk mental health with Rachel. Bustle posted an article on tips for letting go of a toxic relationship. But being in a toxic relationship can make you feel drained, exhausted, stiff, and unsatisfied, which can affect your mental health. So here are some tips on letting go of a toxic friendship. One, the first step is realizing it's okay to remove yourself from that relationship. Two, focus on your healthy relationships. Focus on the friends and family who really care and value your friendship. 
don't wait for an apology. This is my favorite tip. I wish someone would have told me this a long time ago because waiting for apology actually interferes with your with you trying to heal from that relationship. So you're constantly waiting for that person to apologize. And at the end of the day, you're, you're blocking um, yourself from healing and getting over that relationship. Focus on yourself, self-care, find a new hobby, learn a new language, do things that makes you, uh, puts you in a place where you're focusing on you and your well-being. Uh, five, get help from other friends. Sometimes you don't see that you're in a toxic relationship and that other person may realize it and that can help you a lot. Uh, six, rely, allow yourself to be sad. Like feel what you're going through. Don't try to like brush it off because um, it'll come back in other ways that um, you're, you're not ready for, other ways that you don't see coming. Seven, have less contact with them. Do whatever you have to do. Unfollow them on social media. Block their number. Um, have less contact with them. But just remember that you are worthy of love and how that toxic friend treated you has something to do with you. Stay close to friends and family that love you and value your friendship. And also learn from that toxic friend so you don't exercise that same behavior to another friend. And I'm going to end with this quote that I found on Instagram. The author is anonymous. Healing requires us to be honest with ourselves, to see that we are the ones holding on to what is harming us, and it is our choice to let it go and be free. Thanks, y'all. Good. Good. Janae, with the questions. Yeah. So today, got a letter tying back into what we were talking about in the beginning of the podcast. Um, Latricia writes, how do you guys stay up to date with what's going on in the world without getting stressed out? I can't help but be disappointed in myself because I have become one of those millennials who just reads the titles of stories, then feels as if their job is done. When I do sit down and force myself to scroll through Apple News or check out what news items are trending on Twitter, I get so overwhelmed and bummed that I quickly realize that I'd just rather crawl back into my newsless shell. Between COVID-19, the trash-ass election that's literally right around the corner, and the death of unarmed Black bodies, R.I.P., Ashman, Abri, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd, it's all too dang much. But I feel the need to stay informed. What helps you guys out? I think she- uh, Sorry, I think you meant Ahmed. It's Ahmed, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. Um, uh, yeah. I think this is an important question because, you know, I struggle with this a lot too, just being one of those millennials who sees the title of an article and is like, all right, well, that's it. Um, but I think it's important to ingest, give yourself a certain amount of time to ingest the news. And then don't check back in. I think it's uh, from, you know, an hour a day or something like that to say, okay, I'm going to look on Twitter. I'm going to, I don't know, go on CNN and um, see what's going on. And then you're done for the day. And it's really hard right now because everything is trending on Instagram and Twitter. So it's really hard to block that stuff out. Yeah, it's super hard because it's like... 
I'll go on Twitter mostly for the laughs, and then it'll just be like consumed with the news, which is fair because like it's what's going on. Yeah. Um. So I think it's like I always allow myself like to check the news once in the morning, once in at night, and then um I go on Twitter just for breaks. But like yesterday, I did have to like tone it down a little bit because I felt like every time I was going on Twitter, it was just like another news story. Mm-hmm that would piss me off. Like it was like the, the president's being a dickhead. Um, people are looting, which is fine. It's just, it was just sucks to see the commentary on it. Like when people like the actor said that dumb stuff, then Wiz Khalifa said that dumb stuff. And it's just like, can y'all just like, if you don't have anything smart to say, can you just shut up? Like, I don't know. So it's, it's hard because, but then it's also like, it'll make me feel better. Like when Madonna did that dumb video of her son and people, the memes were so funny and actually like made my day. Um, but I think it's just knowing how you are. So like for me, I also don't have Facebook on my phone or Instagram on my phone. So I only check it when I'm on my computer, like my iPad. So like figuring out a kind of, I guess, balance for like how much you can take. And I I think, yeah. Sorry. I think also figuring out which apps work best for you and which news sites work best for you. Um, And if you're a person where if you're scrolling through social media and if you're looking through news items on Twitter and then you get sucked into this black hole of negative comments that, you know, bring you down, maybe that's looking at a more, I don't know, I guess, aggregated news site. Or if you're one of those who has a hard time sticking to details and reading a lot is like, this is annoying as hell, maybe checking out something like this skim where it gives you just the important meat of uh, what's happening in the world. Maybe that's more for you. So I think you'll have to do a, a little bit of soul searching on which new sites make you feel better too. Yeah. Um, Definitely, I think what makes me sane is I try my. Sometimes I fall into it, but sometimes, um, but I fall. Sometimes I fall into the comments, but I make an effort not to look at comments because it just like makes me look at people cross-eyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I'm also like a masochist in that I force myself to read um, because I, I, I think you know. Yes, I am black. Yes, I am woman. Yes, I, you know, go through a lot of things, but I also have the privilege of coming you know, where I live and what, you know, being from a, I guess, a, a class place, like a lot of things don't hit me the way it hits other people in different communities. And so I want to force myself to be aware of it um, because it is a privilege to be able to just scroll through my, my feed and to read articles that I'm still removed from in a, in a, this weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is important to give yourself space. So what I do is I physically put my phone in a place where I forget about it and I don't come near it. Um, and I think that's like what you have to do. Also, like I've been like waking up at three o'clock in the morning lately and scrolling through Twitter and then like staying up until 10 a.m. Um, I don't recommend keeping your your phone or like your computer or your electronics with you in your room. I think that's really what's been like messing up my sleep cycle. Mm. What about you, Rachel? Yeah, I do the same thing. I, Amari, I, I leave my phone in another room and I just go somewhere else and don't even look at my phone. And sometimes when I'm like going out for my walk, I would just leave my phone at home. And because I know I'm just like, I would open Instagram and start scrolling and seeing all these news stories and all this, all of what's going on today. And that can be draining. There was a point 
um, like Latricia said, like she would not watch news at all because it was just, it was too much. And I was also the same. I wouldn't even, um, because most of I get most of my news from like Facebook. So I wouldn't even like open Facebook because of, you know, what's going on. So I think that you, it is important to give yourself a break. And like Janae said, find a news outlet that where you can consume your news, where it's not overwhelming and you're getting all the facts. And I also want to add that getting overwhelmed is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. A human being and right now the world and also this country is just not in a great place. So if you get overwhelmed, that is okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like we've talked about, like Rachel talked about, um, you know, in her in her last episode that was dedicated to mental mental health and the stigmas, like you really have to focus on uh, protecting your mental space, especially as uh, a person of color, as a black person, as a black woman, as a black man, like no one's really protecting us in these spaces. So, you know, if you need to zone out for a few hours and not think about it, like that's the least you can do for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, does anyone else have anything else to add before we, before we wrap up today? Nah, great episode, homies. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Yes, we talked. We did. We, we talked. <laughs> We did it. Um, So thanks, guys, for tuning into this week's episode. Uh, As you already know, if you don't, follow us on all social media at so-called Oreos, and you can email us at socalledoreos at gmail.com. Also, please fill out our new survey. It's on all of our social. Uh, Help us so we can help you. Uh, You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. And please remember to like, rate, subscribe, uh, and leave a review. Um, and also, like, I just want to open up our DMs, you know, in general. Like, if you feel overwhelmed, just need a space to vent, um, we may not answer, answer immediately because we're all, you know, going through it. Um, but just know that we're here to listen um, and we want to hear from you. Yeah, I did open up the DMs to um, people who didn't follow us on Twitter, but then I only got uh, really bad spam. So you actually have to follow us on Twitter to DM us now. Okay. (laughs) Good thing if you follow us because you'll be up to date on all of your so-called Oreos content. So really, it's a win-win. Yeah. Yes. Okay, guys. So until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.